Hello everyone. This is Debbie Fry and welcome to my astrology podcast. Today is Sunday, May 5th, 2019. And I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is a very beautiful night. And lots to say about this week coming up and the week we've just been through. Mostly the the new moon we've just been through, which was at 14 degrees of Taurus. So I have to say that uh, I found this quite interesting because 14 degrees Taurus is the middle of the sign and it's close to the cardinal axis, which is 15 degrees Taurus or 15 degrees fixed. And I saw a lot of things online uh, over the over the course of the week or towards the day of the new moon, saying that it's the first new moon with Uranus in 80 years and blah, blah, blah about Uranus being with the new moon. And I didn't agree because, remember, two weeks ago, there was the sun Uranus. Now, a new moon is the sun and the moon conjunct. And that is the blending of the two lights. But the sun conjunct Uranus on the 22nd of April, and we are now having a new moon. We had the new moon yesterday on the 4th of May. So the sun is way past Uranus. It's 12 degrees past Uranus. And so there should not be any real conjunction to Uranus. And so I do have to clarify a few things. So when I heard a lot of this about, oh, yeah, the new moon is with Uranus. It was not with Uranus. <laughs> it's 12 degrees ahead of Uranus. Or Uranus is three now, so we're about 11 degrees ahead of Uranus. However, on Friday, the 3rd of May, the moon went into Taurus, obviously, to prepare to go to be new in Taurus. And of course, the moon was going to conjunct Uranus. And if you're in Eastern Standard Time, that was 10, 15 p.m. So the moon did conjunct Uranus that night, but the sun was way past it. So the moon was kind of charged up from the Uranian energy, but the moon is going to conjunct Uranus every month for the next seven years, <laughs> eight years. And so naturally, I didn't see a whole lot of credence in saying that this was a new moon with Uranus, because technically, I'm very orb uh, particular, and my teacher, Michael Luton, used to say he was orb sloppy, and I'm not orb sloppy, and an orb is the orb of influence. It's an orb is the distance between the two planets that are having the aspect. So when we say conjunction, we want to make sure that the orb of influence is within a reasonable amount of degrees, such as, you know, six degrees or so. When we have a new moon, it's exact. The sun and the moon are exactly conjunct. But Uranus is 11, 12 degrees away. So I did not consider this to be a new moon with Uranus. And I do have to say that it had a Uranian flavor to it. I would not say 
it was as big and as huge as what a new moon in your, with Uranus would feel like, because I think it would be a lot bigger and a lot more huge and a lot more earth shattering. However, there was definitely a Uranian element to this. Now, when the moon is not new yet, it's in the dark of the moon. We're, we're in the balsamic phase. And so anyone who has like a new moon in their astrological chart, if you have, you know, if you're a Taurus with a Taurus moon, then you have, you know, possibly a new moon. Uh, but it's the moon, if it's before the sun, as it was on Friday, then it's balsamic or it's in the dark phase of the moon. And it's not new yet. We're not, we're still in the dark. That's why it's a good idea not to start anything in the dark phase of the moon. You wait till the new moon occurs and then initiate, then set your intention, then create your new project. Don't really do that the day before, a couple days before. Um, however, when something like this happens and the moon gets together with Uranus, the moon is pretty revved up from Uranus's energy and it conjunct the sun on Saturday evening, and it was probably still highlighted from Uranus's energy. My instincts don't completely agree with a conjunction with Uranus. It's 12 degrees away. Then we're gonna get like, if we start saying that it's a complete conjunction, it's not going to actually matter anymore. Then nothing's gonna be particular and nothing's gonna matter astrologically. Everything's gonna be all sitting on top of each other and we can't have that. <laughs> And maybe I'm pedantic, but I, I do believe that we have to have some boundaries and have some structure here. And that may be sad I'm talking, but the moon was conjunct Uranus 10.15 Eastern time, Friday night. The moon reached the sun at 6.40, 6 p.m. Eastern time, Saturday evening. So we're talking almost 24 hours later. So... There was a flavor of Uranian energy, and I definitely felt that. So there were some surprises that came through. There were some good surprises that came through. There were some interesting movements. There were things that definitely moved life forward, and it was pretty amazing. Um, and so there was definitely a figure of Uranian energy in this, but... For some people, that might not have happened at all. You know, there may have been nothing shocking or from, you know, for me, I felt things come out of left field. So there may have not been any of that energy for anyone else. But I want to make it very clear that there was a definite flavor. I wouldn't call it a conjunction. But, you know, I don't think all over the world or every human being was probably feeling that. You know, there were probably people who had very normal days. Um, if you had something close to 14 degrees Taurus in your astrological charts, then you would have felt this more likely than other people. If you have something in Taurus, if you have planets that are close to, you know, where Uranus is, if you have these things natally, you are, you are going to feel this. If you don't, then you probably had a normal day. But for me, getting things out of left field while well, I have planets involved with this, and I'm a Uranian kind of gal. So this is, 
This for me rang some chimes, but only because it touched my chart. And so if you, if you did feel Uranian things coming, then it was touching your chart in some way. If you did not, I, I've got to have a rule here and that this was not a conjunction with Uranus. The Uranus conjunction with the sun was two weeks ago. Okay, so there was a Uranus conjunction with the moon on Friday, but really understand that. You know, really, really try to understand that because there will, there will always be, let me test after this, no, <laughs> there'll always be some, you know, quality that distinguishes what is really a new moon with Uranus and not what we just had. So it's, I think we all would have been hit over the head a lot harder um, had this been a real like, exact conjunction of the new moon with Uranus. Okay, so that's my thoughts on the new moon. Um, so just be clear on that. And, you know, things definitely came out of left field. It was kind of wacky, but, you know, there was, there is this conjunction and the, the moon was getting ready to be new. So you had to consider it. We have to consider it, but we have to look at it with perspective that there's not necessarily the same vibe um, and the same power involved. Things happened, things shifted, but they may have already been in the works since that sun conjunction two weeks ago. And, you know, things were, things were already, the pot was already stirring. So it's just that we may have felt things differently. There was also today a Mars opposition Jupiter. And that's a very excitable aspect. Mars is in Gemini. Jupiter is in Sagittarius. This is a very excitable, powerful energy. Mars is the planet, the warrior planet. Mars wants to get up and go. Jupiter's in its own sign. This is, this is definitely something where we have to, that's, that's going to bring an extra vitamin shot to anything. So that may have been, you know, it was coming into orb. It was definitely something that was present yesterday. So I have to say the whole Mars-Jupiter thing that's, in opposition now this evening had something to do with it too because that's a highly energetic aspect you know if you want to go run a marathon that was the day to do it if you want to go write the great american novel that's the day to do it <laughs> this is you know mars is in gemini a very wordy sign so this is this is the time when you know you can expect things to to be um, wordy or energetic or very busy or, you know, maybe you just got very busy today, but Mars and Jupiter opposite doesn't happen very often. It really, you know, considering Mars's orbit, it's really maybe once every two years, once every like 18 months to two years, something like that happens. Not often at all. It's an energetic aspect. So if you had some trouble sleeping that with the new moon, I wouldn't be surprised. So Mars-Jupiter is very optimistic, too. It's like, hey, we can get anything done. We can do anything. And that's probably part of the energy we felt yesterday as well because, you know, let's face it, if it's, if it's exact today, it was, you know, pretty close yesterday. It wasn't like out of left field yesterday. This was, this was part of the, the story. And so maybe something good happened for you, and maybe you felt a vitamin shot of something in your life, some infusion of energy. Um, maybe you had a good conversation with someone. Maybe you really got 
uh, close to some goals in some way. Okay, so this week is going to be very interesting. And if we can get through this week, we're going to be okay for a while. But we got to get through this week because last week was a little sticky with that Saturn-Pluto aspect, you know, getting Mercury. So this week, our friends at Saturn and Pluto that are traveling together are getting Venus. Now, why I say if we get through this week, um, we're going to be okay is because after this week, I don't see like crazy aspects like this happening for a little while. But, uh, and there's some other things thrown in there for, for fun. So on Tuesday the 7th, the most important thing is that Venus is starting a relationship with Saturn, and that's already an aspect. We're already revving up to Venus-Saturn. So Venus meets Saturn in many different ways throughout the year, and this is a square, which is a challenging aspect. It's a 90-degree aspect. And... Venus and Saturn uh, together are not fun. <laughs> they are hard work. Uh, you may be, this is excellent for working on a creative project. So you may be working on something and you're trying to pull together a creative project. Maybe you're working on a book. Maybe you're working on a presentation. Maybe you're working on, you know, anything creative. And I say creative because it's Venus. And Venus rules creativity. And Venus is like pulling something creative out of ourselves, you know. But Saturn is always hard work. So when we're getting close to that goal of really accomplishing something and hitting that, hitting that you know, goal and, and what we want from our project, it could very well be a struggle because that's what squares are teaching us. They are teaching us how to kind of plow on through this any sort of obstacle that we might have that is in the way of our creativity. So if you are working on something and you have a creative block, you got to kind of step away, work through it, walk around the block, do something that's going to move the energy. Because Venus is, Venus is creativity, Venus is love, Venus is relationships, Venus is our heart, Venus is are the women in our lives, friendships, lovers, aunts, mothers, grandmothers. It's women. Um, the collective women maybe the women's group. Um, but Venus is an Aries, and she's not in her favorite sign. She's a Libra gal. She rules Libra. This is her opposite sign. And so she, here she is. She's in Aries, and she's bold in Aries. She's sexy when she's in Aries, but she's not... She might overdo it a little bit in Aries, but she's got her, you know, wits about her, but she's, she's squaring Saturn. So she and Saturn are, are trying to come to some sort of agreement. And there may be a wall involved, you know, Venus squares Saturn, and there is a wall of Saturn where Venus needs to go. So she drives up to that wall and she can't get through it. Um, she uses her feminine wiles <laughs> and doesn't always work. So, so she might set the wall on fire, you know, she's, she's an Aries. Um, <laughs> anyway, what we're dealing with is Venus passing through that danger zone of Saturn and Pluto. And, you know, she's going to square Saturn on Tuesday. She's going to square Pluto on Thursday. So we're working right through this right now. So this is one big cosmic 
conundrum because Venus in her relationships, when we get involved with Saturn and Venus, it's where we are blocked either usually in our relationships or where we feel unloved, where we feel ignored, excluded, forgotten about, maybe just sort of discarded, brokenhearted. And this is what Venus Saturn often is. It's like if you have it mainly in your chart, you work a whole lot to get through to get to a relationship that's satisfying. And this is really something that's uh, complicated for people. You know, when people have a Venus Saturn square in their chart, their relationships, you know, may be frustrating for years and then they evolve and they grow up and they become adults and the relationship becomes satisfying. Why? Because Saturn takes a long time and a lot of hard work. So I was taught a long time ago when I was first studying astrology that, you know, Saturn gets us what we want, but we got to work hard to get it. And we have to know what we're doing. We have to really work hard and focus. We can't just go into out there blindly expecting something to, to work for us. When you have Venus Saturn, you have to work through your relationships, be very self-aware in your relationships and go through them carefully and work through whatever blocks and fears are in your way. So this week, think of everything as a symbol, as a relationship symbol. So if you have a relationship with a book you're writing or a story you're telling or a presentation you're making or an art piece that you're developing, if you have a relationship with it and it seems stuck or it seems complicated in some way, it's asking for your attention. It's asking you to open your heart. And Saturn Venus does not want to open its heart because it's afraid to open its heart. It's so scared to open its heart because the door has been slammed shut on its heart 10,000 times before. But it's so important to open your heart and let the fear come forward and include whatever it is you need to include. Allow yourself to be included. If someone invites you somewhere and you say to yourself, I don't get invited anywhere and somebody invites you this week well then go um if you feel that your creative work is you know everybody goes through their creative blocks then you have to sit there and find out where your heart is not open where you're not loving your project where you're not loving yourself because it's a reflection of you and where you feel unloved or where your project is telling you, I don't feel loved, you know, talk to your project, ask it what it needs and, and nurture that and massage it and you know, create with it, be, be connected to it because it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to open your heart when you've got a Venus Saturn happening. Everybody wants to slam the door shut Say no, I'm safer in here in my cave with the, the door shut because it's just too hard. And I've been there and I've been vulnerable before and it, it's too painful. 
and I can't go there again because I'm going to get creamed again. And so this is an interesting week because, you know, we have to start allowing ourselves to outgrow that or unravel that fear. Because remember, Saturn and Pluto are here and we're going to keep getting this message. We have to empower ourselves. So where Venus Saturn shows you your fear, on Thursday, Venus makes two important aspects. Venus first trines Jupiter at 12.56 p.m. in the East Coast. And then half an hour later or so, 1.18 p.m., she squares Pluto. So Venus is saying, I'm opening my heart. And I might, you know, feel incredible afterwards or incredible passion or this is really hard. I don't, I, I may open up my heart and, you know, and open the, the gates to, you know, hell <laughs> or open up a volcano or something I wasn't expecting. So we have to be brave this week because, you know, Mercury is one thing that's, you know, we can process things intellectually. That was last week. This week it's our heart that's involved and our, you know, and so usually what goes with our heart is our soul. And when we are so vulnerable, the first thing we want to do is hide, run, close the door. And the fact that Venus is trying Jupiter in the middle of this tells me we can't do that, that somebody's on our side, that somebody's going to support us, that somehow the universe is going to step in and give us a boost and let us know that we're doing okay, we're, the direction we're headed is, is right. But you are going to already, right now, start feeling those fears and anxieties and things that are coming forward from these aspects. You know, Venus, like, okay, usually she, Venus affects Saturn and she goes on for weeks or months and then she goes to Pluto. This time, she's getting them within 48 hours. So it's like the double whammy. She, you know, she's she's getting a whole lot of intense energy going her way and she's not in her favorite sign, but she does get a kiss from Jupiter or she kisses Jupiter. And that tells me that in, no matter what, no matter what, it's going to be okay. However, there's some other interesting things going on this week. So we have to pay attention and, and invite all of that energy in because the sun is going to sextile Neptune on Wednesday the 8th. And a sextile is a smooth aspect. It's 60 degrees. And the sun sextiles Neptune a couple times a year. And because the sun is in Taurus, Neptune's in Pisces, it's very nice. It's, uh, it's a lovely aspect. It's smooth and it's intuitive. So this is one of those weeks where we have to stay focused on our intuition and stay focused on our instincts and listen carefully to what we're being told. And... You've got to go beyond shutting the door. If Venus Saturn wants to shut the door, Venus Pluto goes, oh no, I see the pits of hell. I'm not going there. You've got to listen and you've got to just pay attention to your insights and your intuition because there's a possibility you're going to miss something if you slam the door shut. So you've got to trust. This is one of those weeks where we really have to trust the universe and have some faith. And it's important. And if things are complicated and difficult and they don't feel good, then we have to figure out 
it's the call to help us work through the Saturn Pluto. Get a head start. Start working on it now. It's Sunday. These things don't happen till the middle of the week. Work through them now. Get some insights. Do some journaling. Look at your relationship history. Look at your creativity history. Don't be afraid to go there. Maybe you're going to have a creative breakthrough. This, to me, looks like a creative breakthrough and a relationship breakthrough. And that's what your goal is this week. So your homework is to go have a breakthrough. And it's always time to have a breakthrough. Homework's always time to have a breakthrough. But some weeks it's easier than others. So if you're going to, you don't want to sit home and pine. You want to try to have a breakthrough. You want to try to have something powerful come of this powerful duo that we're, we're confronting lately. In the meantime, also on Wednesday, Mercury conjuncts Uranus. So now Mercury is in Taurus, and it goes into Taurus tomorrow at 2.25 p.m. Eastern time. So that's Monday the 6th. And it's going to conjunct Uranus. So Mercury is slow in Taurus, and it's, it's you know, focused, and it's an earthy place. And so, but when it gets jazzed by Uranus, it could be, have a stroke of genius. And that could be really great. In the middle of your, you know, maybe creative block, maybe relationship block, you could have a stroke of genius on the day that we have a nice sun sextile Neptune. We're listening to our intuition. So my advice is listen good, listen hard, listen carefully because we could be having some real stroke of genius that's going to give us information about navigating whatever it is that Saturn Pluto is trying to bring to us and get us out of and get us empowered about. If you have Venus Saturn in your chart, if you have especially if you have a square, you have a Venus Saturn square in your chart, you're going to feel this more particularly. If you have a Venus Pluto square, you are going to feel this more particularly. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to, like if you have a Venus-Pluto different aspect, you might not feel, have some wave of it, but not, not as particular as if you have the exact aspect. The exact aspect is what we call recurrence. So that's, those are the big aspects this week, and that's what we need to pay attention to. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those are the big days. When we get to Friday, the moon is in Leo. We start to have some fun with the weekend ahead. The moon goes into Leo. That's a party sign. That's a generous sign. That's a sign of having fun and doing something good with friends. The sun trines Saturn on Saturday the 11th. And that's good because the sun is in Taurus. Saturn's in Capricorn. This is good. See, because the sun is in a good place relative to the Saturn-Pluto, the sun is going to help us out. The sun always helps us out. So my feeling is this is really a week of having an epiphany, pushing to get an epiphany, pushing to heal yourself. Ultimately, we're always trying to heal ourselves and get break on, break on through. And we really do need to allow those things to happen. Don't, if you feel crummy, don't sit there work through it. Like I said, journal, do something for yourself. Push through it. If you have to go see a healer, go see a healer. Um, but I love the fact that the sun is going to try and Saturn next Saturday. And then, you know, we'll have a pleasant weekend of pretty much the, the 
moon in Leo and then eventually in Virgo on Sunday. But next Monday, the moon will try in Pluto. And that's a really nice way to wrap those things up. So wherever, you know, wherever you've gone in this week ahead with this, you know, interesting, complicated relationship to the goddess Venus, we're getting some relief as the sun is going to soothe things and smooth it over when Saturn and Pluto get a nice aspect from the sun. Sun is always healing. The sun is always healing. And it's important for us to recognize that. And I do want to say this. If you are not aware of your sun sign, I talk about the sun sign. The sun sign is your sign. And I, I hear this a lot. I tweeted about this the other day. People often say to me, but where's my sun? Your sun is your sign. So if you say, oh, I'm a, I'm a Gemini, but that's your sun. Your sun is in Gemini. It's where your birthday is on that chart of birthdays, what, where it falls on that chart of like, you know, the dates that give you the board, the parameters of a sign. That's your son. That's the son's journey. So in the meantime, I wish you a good week. I have a blog up about Saturn Pluto. If you'd like to see it, go to my website, debmcbride.com. I have a video up about Saturn Pluto for every sign that's on YouTube. Go to my channel, Deb McBride Astrology. And I welcome anyone who would like to have a session with me, deb at debmcbride.com. Please visit me and my website. And my Twitter is at Dev Astrology, and that is my Instagram. I bid you a good week. Thank you for listening.